We're going to visit with Jean Verant. Good morning, Jean. How are you today? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? We are doing great. We're sitting outside. There's a little little breeze coming up once in a while, um, but it's a beautiful day here in Wall, South Dakota, and you are in Virginia, correct? Virginia, Minnesota. Virginia, yep. Minnesota. So uh, that would take us a long time to drive. So we're just, <laughs> we're just going to use the phone, Gene. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Excellent. So, Gene, uh, talk to us a little bit about yourself, um, your history. You you uh, you were a principal, and now you're a second grade teacher. But talk to us how you got into teaching from the very. Just talk to us a little bit how you got into teaching and your love for teaching. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for having me. This is like one of the nicest things that ever has happened to me. So uh, I appreciate you reaching out. Um, how did I get into education? Well, um, I just uh, went to my undergraduate uh, work was done at the University of Minnesota in, uh, it was at formerly called Medical Technology. Um, and we were trained to supervise uh, hospital laboratories. And so while I was working um, in my field, I was a blood bank supervisor, and um, I had an opportunity to teach students from uh, that were training for a two-year uh, laboratory program. And as I was teaching, I realized, my gosh, I should have been a teacher. Um, and I didn't, you know, at that point, I was immersed in what I was doing, so I didn't know how that was going to happen. But I sought out opportunities where um, I could teach. And so uh, as time went on, I began teaching in our faith formation program. And uh, eventually, um, when uh, I started to have children and I was an at-home, stay-at-home mom, uh, I had more opportunities than uh, with our Catholic school in Virginia to uh, work with children in, in the school. I uh, ended up being hired part-time as an art specialist because I was an amateur artist artist and drew a lot and painted a lot. And so that's how, uh, besides my children being students here, that's how I got my foot in the door with Catholic education. Hmm. That's beautiful. And so you started teaching and then you moved into leadership as a principal um, and we want to talk a little bit about about that transition and then and then a little bit about um, w- servant you know being basically being a mm-hmm. servant leader so so first how did you get how did you become a leader what, what was how that invitation happened and that transition happened well as as time went on i I took on more and more volunteer responsibilities in our school and I really I don't know. I, the only way I can say is that God laid, laid it on. I, I get real emotional when I talk about this, but God laid it on my heart, our, a love of our Catholic school here. And, okay, That's one right. day. It's all right. I, I was, cry, too. <laughs> <laughs> one day, I was in my, my children were students here, and I was um, on the school board. I just did everything. Um, and... I was in the shower, I, I told Aaron, I was in the shower one day, and all of a sudden, it just, in my head, I don't know if it was my words, the Lord's words, but I just, like, felt, someday you will be the principal of Marquette School. Hmm. And I was like, gee, that's weird, I'm not even a teacher, <laughs> not even a real teacher, a licensed teacher. 
Um, but I love to teach. So I, time went on. I was, we were, uh, my husband and I were raising our four children and got to a point where I, um, I was able to really devote myself to going back to school. And so, uh, I, I was led to the, uh, St. Scholastica, the graduate teaching licensure program, which I, I give them a little plug because it, it just provided the perfect opportunity for me to go back to school, uh, get a teaching license, and then eventually uh, finish up with a master's degree in education. So um, a few years ago, it wasn't too long ago, that I started with the program, and, and I know that God was with me through it all because I couldn't have done it on my own. It was very, it's a very rigorous program, and um, I was just, God just inspired me in so many ways to complete my projects and, and brought people my way that supported me. And, of course, my family was very supportive. So eventually then when I got my teaching license, I was hired uh, at Marquette to teach fifth grade. And then, uh, lo and behold, there was an opening for a principal, and the uh, <laughs> priest at that time asked me if I would take on the principal's position, which, uh, you know, I, I really felt like dreams do come through sometime. They, yeah. they really do. Yeah. And so um, I, I was part, well, part-time principal, part-time teacher, but really full-time both positions, you know. Sure. And so that's how I ended up being the principal here. <laughs> We're talking. We're talking here with Jean Verant. She's a second grade teacher now at Marquette Catholic School in Virginia, Minnesota. This is Real Presence Live on the road from the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota. Jean, when you became and you accepted the position as a principal, did you think back to that moment in the shower where you had this voice come into your head, you had this thought come in that you were going to be a principal someday? I, I did. I did that, and that thought stayed in my heart and mind. Uh, throughout the years, and but I never knew how it would happen, how it would come about, and so the only thing I could say is that the the thought wasn't in from my own head. It must have been an inspiration from the Lord that you know guiding me and and supporting me and helping me all along the way. So then you uh, became the principal, and you were mm-hmm. principal for how many years, Jean? I uh, six years. I was six. I was uh, yes, and I was. Part of that time, I was still teaching art, and I, I, I taught in the classroom a little bit, and then eventually I was uh, full-time principal. So talk to us a little about this phrase, chief servant leader, and what that means to you. Okay. Well, you know, you develop... At first, I was, like, overwhelmed. You know, I, I had to go back and finish my master's program, and, and um, you don't... I don't know if you really consciously think about what kind of leadership style am I going to pursue? It just seemed to make sense to me to be a leader as Christ was a leader, and, and that the best way that I could help our parents and staff and, and uh, families, our uh, students, would be to be a servant and to, um, to really sacrifice my life for them. And that's that's how I saw my role as a principal to to put the students and teachers and staff and their needs first, um, and then my office work came after that. So yeah. I um, I really as I and I read a lot of articles, uh, you know, about 
what what does the principal do? I I wasn't um, I was uh, had a master's in education, so my point of view was from an educational standpoint. Uh, but I felt like I could best serve our students by uh, supporting teachers, helping teachers to become better teachers, and problem solving and helping our students with with their needs in academically, behaviorally, and every way. So, right, Jean, do you have any? Give us a like a a quick picture of like on a daily basis specifically what that looked like to you being that servant leader was it like you mentioned being with your teachers or or what what did that kind of look like give us a picture of that well in the morning we would start our day with uh, a short prayer service and then we'd have a school-wide prayer service on monday every monday morning and then the teachers would join for a quick prayer service and and just kind of touch base uh on any announcements and then i would head down um, to our secretary's office which is on the main floor where the students would enter the building every day. So I would, um, our secretary and I would greet all the students and parents every every single morning. We'd, uh, some of the kids would stop in the office and share things that they were concerned about or share their joys or share their struggles. And parents would, we'd have an opportunity to meet with parents a little bit then. And so then um, after after everybody got settled in their classroom, then I would start my administrative duties and and uh, uh, answer phone calls and and uh, so I would just respond to the needs as they came up. I yeah. tried to have set aside some office time, but that usually was towards the end of the day where uh, it was quiet in the building and I could just really concentrate on on those kinds of things. Yeah, well, and, and you know, you talked about living in a Christ-like way. I, I really believe that's exactly what Jesus would do, right? He would attend to the needs of those when they needed them, and he would not. It wouldn't wait, right? He he would he right. would attend to those needs immediately as as he could. How, how mm-hmm. did you see? How did you see the way that that you lived your life as as principal, lived out your role as principal as a servant leader? How did you see that impact those around you? Well, I what I think the biggest impact was in developing um, relationships, and I think if I was if you were going to ask me what what my favorite part of my job was, it was the relationships that I was able to develop with students, with uh, their parents, with our staff members, and and I just they all taught me so much. Uh, it was um, it wasn't just me helping them; they they taught me so many things. Um, and and I, I found it like just so rewarding to help children when they were struggling academically or behaviorally or they were worried or, you know, and just helping parents solve their problems and helping parents um, with just raising their kids. My kids were older and they'd been in the trenches many years and experienced a lot of the things that they were struggling with. Yeah. Yes. So, Jean, now... You recently mm-hmm. became went back to teaching as a second grade teacher. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. So, so yep. you transitioned from from a teacher to the servant leader and back to teacher. Um, talk to us a little bit about that transition and and maybe a little okay. bit why. Why? Okay. I uh, well, I I recently just read an article by John Bloom just to prepare for this on his blog, Desiring God, and and I he really nailed it. I. Throughout the years, I was always asking the Lord, 
should I continue here? Should I continue what, you know, just discerning where I, what I should be doing on a constant basis, you know. And I did think sometimes, gee, I had gone back to school, would I ever teach again, you know, be actively in the classroom. And so, um, in this article I read, uh, Mr. Bloom talks about really accepting a time when maybe your leadership is going to transition or or you're going to move on to something else. And so um, this year, with the help of my family and everything, I I just felt that uh, I was discerning that I, I needed to kind of move on to a, maybe a little bit less um, stressful uh, position and go into the classroom. I have a new grandchild, and it enables, it'll enable me to spend more time with my husband and to run down to the cities and see our granddaughter and... Um, so it was a good time, and I, I had always wanted to teach second grade, and there was an opening. So there were just a number of factors that uh, uh, enabled me to to help make a decision to to jump back into the classroom, as I say. So it's, it sounds like Jean that throughout the, all these processes and decisions, you really just kind of had a, a strong prayer life and a, a discerning process that you worked with the Lord on these, and, and He kind of gave you a clear answer. Yes, I, I feel that way. I, I really, truly feel that way. Well, Gene, I, I apologize we're out of time, but thanks so much for, for being on with us this morning and for being that witness, being that servant leader in the classroom, out of the classroom. It's just a great gift. So thanks so much for that. And thank you so much.